Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. And we do welcome you to call in. You just heard that call-in number. It's 303-690-3000 to call in to today's program. Welcome, everyone who's listening. Uh, Those of you who are listening on Grace FM along the Front Range here in Colorado and up into southern Wyoming, you're listening live on this Monday. Pray that you're doing well in this late afternoon as uh, you are perhaps finishing up the day or uh, wh- whatever you're doing. Maybe you're starting your day, uh, but we would love to talk to you and uh, be able to bless you in any way because this is the program where you get to call in and ask questions, the things that are on your heart concerning the Lord, the Bible, Christian living, uh, and you get to also ask for prayer. So we're here to minister to you, to bless you in any way that uh, that the Lord just uh, leads us to do that and to be an encouragement to all of you who are listening. So give me a call, all open lines. It's always good to call early in the show, and as soon as the phone lines start ringing, we'll go to uh, them to answer your questions and to also pray with you. 303-690-3000. And as most of you know, there's another way for you to be able to ask a question or a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line, 720336 0897, two separate numbers. The text line is for texting only. Be safe, be careful. And I want to remind you as well that that is a 24-7 prayer line as well, as there are the pastors and and the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora that will take those prayer requests, and they will be praying for you. So that's uh, just a really neat resource for you and a blessing for you anytime, uh, day or night, just uh, text in that prayer request, 720-336-0897. But during the show, we will be taking those uh, prayer requests and those questions. So again, welcome all Grace FM listeners as we start another work week. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, and also those who are listening in on another radio network, perhaps on Hope FM or Truth FM, uh, the Freedom Radio Network, uh, maybe another radio network that has uh, picked up Calvary Live. As you're listening, you are a week delayed, so you get to call in. You'll talk to somebody live at 303-690-3000, and then you get to listen to it next week. And uh, so we invite you to call, and we're so grateful to be a part of so many more lives, you know, uh, as more radio stations and uh, Christian networks are picking up Calvary Live. What a blessing it is for us to gather together to be encouraged in the Lord in the things of the Lord. So give me a call. Love to talk to you and love to uh, encourage you in any way that we can. 303-690-3000. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel in Greeley, Colorado, just in northern Colorado is where it's at. If you're wondering, a uh, beautiful time of the year here in Colorado, Aspens are changing, the the elk are bugling, and 
it's just a uh, just a wonderful time in much of the country today. So give me a call. Love to to bless you and talk with you about the things of the Lord and and to be able to talk about um, whatever is on your heart and on your mind. Um, I do want to read to you. I was reading uh, from Habakkuk uh, this uh, hymn of faith, and I hope it's an encouragement to you because, you know, it's been uh, perhaps a difficult season for so many of us, uh, and COVID has made that a difficult season. But uh, for other reasons, perhaps you might be feeling just the trials and difficulties and, and experiencing them in life. And I just want to read this hymn of faith, and Habakkuk was wondering, Lord, why is all this going on as he's up in you know his tower? In chapter 1 of Habakkuk, he says, as he's wondering, Lord, uh, why are these things happening? Why are you going to use the Chaldeans to bring judgment against us? And in chapter 2, uh, he says, I'm going to keep my watch, and, and, uh, and he does, and he keeps his watch, and he continues to um, just seek the Lord, and then in chapter 3, uh, he is worshiping the Lord. So he gives this hymn of faith that I hope is an encouragement to you, that though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may f- fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord at I will joy in the God of my salvation. And the Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. And so that's uh, our praise, and that's my prayer for you, that you receive the strength of the Lord, the comfort of the Lord, and whatever it is that you're going through, and perhaps you need prayer. Love for you to call in and be able to pray with you and encourage you any way that we can. So the call-in number, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000, and then the text line is 720-336-0897. Hey, give me a call. Grab one of those open lines as the hour goes by quickly, and let's go to Baltimore where Sherry's on line one. Sherry? Sherry? Welcome to the program. Hi, dear. How are you doing? I'm good. How can we minister to you? I need prayer so bad. My grandson got taken from us. They're lying on us, the CPS. My daughter, she's mentally challenged. That's the one that had the baby. And they're mm-hmm. not giving her an opportunity. We were feeding the baby nothing, and all of a sudden, he got taken. I mean, okay. they, they take God. I mean, I don't get it. But we're not doing yeah. nothing. We didn't break that wall just because our house ain't fancy. They, they, you name it, they came up with it. But if I could just well, Sherry, have prayer to get this boy yeah. back. Yeah, let's pray, Sherry, because I know that's very difficult and very hard. And, and I, you know, I just want to encourage you that in those times where, you know, Lord, we don't understand and what is going on, that he desires for you to look to him and to trust in him and then also rest in his love for you. And he wants to give you a peace that passes understanding and as you just stand on the goodness of the Lord and look to him, knowing that he wants to work in a way that is, you know, best for uh, that grandson of yours and for everybody involved. So, Lord, we just pray for Sherry as she's going through um, a difficult time um, as they took her grandson. We don't know all the reasons, but, Lord, I just pray for her that you would just help her to be able to communicate with them 
to be able to um, just talk with them and to be on a course where they can get the grandson back. And Lord, I just pray that as she does need some clarity and some understanding from Child Protective Services, that Lord, that you would just, um, Lord, just provide that and then provide for a way for their family to be united. So Lord, I pray for Sherry, you help her to trust in you and look to you, even through the confusion or the anger or whatever the case, all the things that she's feeling, being overwhelmed, and Lord, give her peace, and Lord, give her just wisdom, and Lord, give them a course to where this family is restored, and Lord, according to your will, in Jesus' name, amen. Sherry will continue to pray. I'm not not really angry with anybody. I just want to try to fix it, you know, try to make something better. I could try anything. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to pray that the Lord provides for that for you, Sherry, and um, we'll continue to pray for you, okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You bet. God bless you. Family is so important, and it's so hard, and we find ourselves in these difficult situations. Hey, we got all open lines. I want to introduce myself. I think I did. Uh, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, uh, your host. I usually here on Mondays and Tuesdays, and so love for you to call in. We got all open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and the text line is 720-336-0897. Love for you to be able to to call in, ask a question, um, and that's really the heart of this show, for you to call in, let's have a discussion, let's, um, let's uh, look to the Scriptures, let's go to the throne of grace in time of need to be able to, to present your prayers and supplications to the Lord. I got a text message or a text um, question. Uh, pray for me to approach my husband in a calmer manner. Um, and so I'm not going to get into it all that uh, this individual wants, um, but just having a hard time uh, how to approach it. And so I just want to say that um, in those times where we're not sure, uh, that it's always good to get godly counsel and uh, godly wisdom in this and to approach an individual uh, the scripture says that we're to do that uh, as um, somebody has sinned or whatever the case may be. And so, Father, I pray for this individual that needs to approach their husband uh, in a calm manner uh, to confront the things that are going on uh, that is not good and not right. And Lord, I just pray that you would just give uh, this one who is text in just um, guidance and direction. And Lord, that uh, there would be repentance and restoration in that time, uh, that um, in their marriage, uh, in a uh, time manner um, that is quick here. And so, Lord, we just pray for the right words of this this sister who really wants to um, and needs to confront her husband on a manner um, that is um, not good. So. Lord, you know the situation. You know the individuals involved. We just lift it up to you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Speaking of marriage, you know, and family, and um, that's what we've started out with the show, is that um, God is the one that orchestrated the family. He ordained the family. And I just want to remind you guys, and it's a reminder for me as well, that it's so important that we look to the Scriptures and to the Lord and our roles as husbands and as men of God and as husbands that we are to live with our wives 
in an understanding way, is what Peter writes. Uh, we are to love our wives as Christ loves the church. We are the head of our wives, and that means that we are to lead in a way as we um, love them as Christ loves the church to serve our wives, to be willing to lay down our lives for them. And, and guys, I just wanted to encourage you once again, and I know that you know this, but a great call and uh, commission from the Lord is that we are to lead in our homes and lead our wives in a godly way. It's so critical. And there are many things to pull us away from uh, you know, doing that. Many things on our phones, um, what culture throws at us, um, all the things that are around us. And that's why it's so important that we need to be ones that we are just uh, constantly going before the Lord, praying for our families, uh, praying for our spouses, uh, praying for our children, asking for God for guidance and direction and wisdom. And, uh, and he desires to do that because he's the one that ordained families. He's the one that ordained marriage. And so he is there desiring to uh, want to do that, um, desiring to help us to be the husbands that he's called us to be. Hey, we got all open lines is what I have. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. And again, give me a call. Well, we got open lines. Love to talk to you um, and love to uh, to just have you converse. And also, I just want to welcome all the online listeners as well. Uh, we have international listeners, but you who are listening in live, uh, also online, whether it's the Grace FM app on your smartphones, tablets, or whether the website on your computers, you can call anywhere in the country. And we got listeners from all over the country that uh, are tuned in right now. So give me a call. Love to hear from you. Love to talk with you um, on this Monday. So 303 690 3000, text line 720-336-0897. There is a question, who are the other sheep mentioned in John chapter 10, verse 16? And and chapter 10 of John is a very interesting uh, chapter because uh, Jesus talks about being a good shepherd, but he says that he has other sheep mentioned in verse 16 of the chapter I'll tell you what it is not. It is not, as uh, the uh, Mormons say, are the inhabitants of North America uh, that uh, from where the Book of Mormon comes from, uh, writing the stories there. Um, it, it's not those sheep, uh, and that's the explanation that they have. It's simply talking about the Gentile believers that would come into the church, and um, the Jews in the Gospels were called uh, the lost sheep of the house of Israel, Matthew chapter 10. We've seen that in our own study of Matthew. Um, and those Jews who followed Christ uh, were called his sheep. And Jesus often referred to uh, his disciples as sheep in his flock. So uh, we know that uh, the sheep would speak of Israel, but then he says, I have sheep that are not of this fold. And he's talking about the Gentiles. Um, he was clearly referring to uh, them and that uh, we know that uh, we will be one flock with one shepherd. Uh, this is a perfect accord with Ephesians chapter 2 when you read those verses in the latter part of the chapter where we're told that Christ and Jews and Gentiles are reconciled in one spirit. Uh, Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 tell us, 
that there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither male or female, for you are all one in Christ. And I believe Colossians chapter 3 speaks of that uh, as well. So uh, the other sheep are just speaking of the Gentiles that would come into the body of Christ. And that's one of the challenges that Paul had in the early church is that um, to tell the Gentiles, listen, um, and it was a message also to the Jews, that, listen, we're of one accord, one spirit. The wall of separation has been torn down, and we're all part of this thing called the church that is both the the believing Jews and the believing Gentiles. So those are the other sheep that are mentioned there. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and so I'd love to talk to you and and, uh, pray with you. And then uh, also is... Um, the text line at 720-336-0897. That's the text line, and you can text in a question or a prayer request. We've got all open lines, so give me a call. love to talk with you. Text message has come in. We're just going to go ahead and go. Um, somebody who called in that got saved six months ago, and um, so just having a hard time uh, uh, with some addictions, and uh, old habits, and asking for prayer, and the struggles. And so, Lord, I just pray uh, that this individual that is uh, texting a a prayer request, um, that you just be with him, that you would help him. Uh, As we come out, Egypt, we can come out with all kinds of sinful habits, addictions, uh, the way that we think, and we need you. Uh, Lord, we need you. You have saved us to come out of Egypt, to not be in bondage to sin, and you're the one that has the power to free us from sin. So this brother here that just got saved a few months ago, even though the flesh rears his ugly head up, Lord, I just pray that you would just free him from the struggles that came from his old life um, as the flesh rears up, and that you would free him from the addictions from the drinking, anything else that's going on. And Lord, we know that that you give us the power of the Holy Spirit to live in godliness, all things that pertain to godliness. So I pray for this, for this brother who asked for prayer, that you would just work in a way that would help him, free him, guide him, strengthen him to live a life for you. So we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know, as we become uh, believers, uh, coming out of the world, uh, those worldly tendencies can be there. And I want to read to you from Galatians that I think uh, will be, uh, you know, get, put a perspective on it, because we know that uh, we war with the flesh. Um, we war with Satan, who comes against us. We war with the world, and then we also war with the flesh. And Paul writes about that he, he says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit. This is in Galatians chapter 5, and uh, the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. And he goes on and he talks about the works of the flesh that he lists there are evident, uh, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, um, those kinds of things, um, adultery, uh, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition. So he goes down the list. You can read it there. 
And the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desire. And, and here's the thing. If we live in the flesh, Paul writes, let us also walk in the Spirit. And as we live in the flesh, um, he says, walking in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And sometimes we think, Lord, I still struggle with this. And some things that we struggle with, uh, I'm desiring to walk in the Spirit. But that's a continual thing, to continually walk in the Spirit, moment by moment, hour by hour, day by day. If we just let up a little bit, man, the enemy uh, tempts us. He throws a fiery dart at us. The world comes against us. The flesh rears up his ugly head. And so we need to combat the flesh with the Spirit with the Word of God, washing ourselves with the water of the Word, uh, just dependent upon the Lord. And we need to do that not only daily. I believe we have to do that throughout the day, constantly, renewing our minds with the Word of God, with this, you know, the renewing our minds in the Spirit, thinking of the things of the Lord, and that's what helps us. But it is a continual action that we have to do all the time. And so um, just want to encourage you that are struggling. Listen, the Lord will do that work as he desires as we just look to him and depend on him and and just uh, look to him to free us from those addictions that we really struggle with. Hey, we want to go to the phone lines. We've got an open line, 303-690-3000, but we're going to go to Denver. Um, and line one, you're on Calvary Live. Hi, Pastor Frank. Um so I have a situation where I'm dealing, and I was talking to a gentleman, you know, like trying to date him and trying to go out with him. And what I thought, he was a godly man. But turns mm-hmm. out that he he's more of a knowledge man. He knows a lot of the Word, and he reads a lot, and it's not. He doesn't attend any specific church, but, like, I was having to give an example. I made a comment of, a nice car that came out on TV said, my opinion, oh, that's a pretty car. And to him, that was me lusting after the world. Do not lust after the world or the things of the world. Like every conversation we have tried to have, he'll have a scripture instead of just talking. And mm-hmm. it's gone so far that, according to him, I'm not a godly woman, and I'm not right with the Lord, and... I'm not going to make okay. it in the rapture, pretty much is what he told me. <laughs> okay, all right. So do you have a question concerning that? or um... In the way I see it, I just can't see God condemning me because I have an opinion. And, you know, you know and yeah. my relationship with God is my relationship with God, just like, his is with mm-hmm. him, or yours is with yeah. him. Yeah, right, right. Who, it, who can judge my relationship with him and can say, right. you know, you're not, you're not a godly mm-hmm. wo- woman, or you're not a godly man? Yeah, and here's the thing: a couple issues here, and you know, going out with somebody who you mentioned that you thought is a, a godly individual, individual, they quote scripture, but um, it sounds like. Um, you know, there's the evidence, the example, the way of life um, is contrary to what 
a godly man is tearing you down, telling you that you're really not a Christian. And you want to be careful. Um, one of the things, I want to give you a little bit of advice from old Pastor Jeff, okay? And I've given advice to ladies that are, are in a relationship that Paul said, you know what manner of man I was in all seasons, in Acts chapter 20. He, he's addressing the Ephesian elders. And you might be thinking, what has that got to do with me? Listen, over time, you're going to see what manner of man he is. And that's why I encourage people, when you are developing a relationship with somebody, you take all seasons, okay? Because over time, it's going to be revealed their their true character, their integrity, if they really are following the Lord, if they really are going to lead, and you're going to see it. And, and I think you're seeing it right now. But for you to be in a place where, Lord, um, I need somebody who is going to lead in a godly way in a relationship, even when you start dating or courting, whatever that you, you want to call it. And the, the thing is, is he going to lead you in a godly way that's going to edify you, encourage you, build you up, rather than condemn you and tell you that you're not going to go up in the rapture um, and being judgmental and condemning? And so... You know, time is revealing that. And for you to pray, Lord, send me a godly man that's going to build me up and lead me in a godly way, not just lip service, not just trying to pass himself on as being super spiritual, you know, and why aren't you like me and things like that. But somebody who's really going to lead is going to lead with gentleness and they're going to lead in a way that um, encourages and the fruit of the Spirit is love and patience and, you know, all those things that I just read from Galatians chapter uh, 6, that, you know, that's what you're going to be looking for. Somebody who truly, that not only do they say they're a Christian, but are they really a Christian? Somebody who's going to be willing to serve you. You know, I tell people, don't tell me you're a Christian. I want to see that you're a Christian at times when, you know, they can talk all the lip service they want, they can be a walking encyclopedia when it comes to the Bible and quote scripture. But I want to see it in your life. And that's what you are to, to, that's what you're saying, I believe, is, and I think it's being displayed to you because your true colors are going to come out over time. You know what manner of man I was in all seasons. And so as it, it's there, you know, pray to the Lord, Lord, I need somebody who's going to, care for me in the way that is described in the scripture. And hopefully that helps you. Yeah, because we'll be watching the sermon, and I'm watching the sermon to see what does the Lord have for me? What is he trying to say to me in the sermon? And we'll be watching the sermon, and he'll turn around and he'll point at me. Oh, he's talking to you, girl. He's talking to you. And I looked at him and I said, really? Well, the scriptures are for you. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, you know, and there seems to be a little bit of spiritual pride uh, that is there, you know. And, and the things, those things are coming out because the Scripture is for all of us. Father, I pray for my sister here as we're getting ready to go to break. And, and Lord, that you would just minister to her. And, Lord, that um, as uh, relationships develop, that, uh, that she would have wisdom and discernment and be honest with this individual. And, Lord, that uh, you would just... Um, help her be um, have clarity and understanding in where you want her to go. But, Lord, I just pray for a godly man 
in, in her life. I pray that she would have wisdom and discernment. And Lord, that you would just help her uh, make these wise decisions according to the scripture in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hopefully that helps you out. Look to the Lord. I, you know, wait on the Lord. That's the hard part. You wait on the Lord, okay? Amen. All right, we're getting... We're getting ready to go to break, so we got a couple open lines. Um, you're going to hit her to music in a little bit, so I really would love to talk with you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Grab one of those open lines. Text line is 720-336-0897. It's the only break of the show. We're going to be right back here on Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this afternoon, this evening, wherever you're listening. We have people that listen from all over the country and on different radio networks such as Hope and Truth and uh, the Freedom Radio Network, uh, all through the South and on the East Coast, even on the West Coast. And so wherever you're listening, we want to welcome, and even international listeners uh, that are overseas, welcome to Calvary Live. You just heard those numbers that you can be a part of the show, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. So, I'd love for you to text in a question or a prayer request and uh, give me a call and ask questions and uh, give your prayer requests as uh, we just have a little bit of time left together. You've got plenty of time to call in. I believe we have an open line uh, that is for you. And uh, we're going to go to the phone lines in just a sec. I just want to uh, encourage you as you are uh, today listening to today's show um, to, you know, the theme, every show takes on a theme and we've been talking about relationships. Uh, we've been talking about um, husbands, wives, uh, dating relationships, uh, children. And I just want to encourage you that God cares for family. He cares about relationships. And he gives us his word uh, to guide us and direct us, to give us wisdom and, and all of that. So I, I just wanted to finish that conversation before we went to break and and to really seek God's word and the roles that we have as men and women of God, as husbands and wives, as fathers and mothers, because God wants to bless our families. He wants to bless our relationships. And so it's important for us to, to look at the word of God and to, to ask God for help uh, to be the men and women that he's called us to do, because the world comes along and pollutes those definitions of love and marriage, and everything else when God wants us to be blessed in those things. Give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Georgia where uh, Nukea is on. Nakia? 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 Are you there? Nakia was waiting for a little bit. 
So, Nikia, if you get a chance to call back, I know you're waiting a little bit, but let's go ahead then to go to uh, Leo in Loveland. How you doing, Pastor? Lalo? Good. How are you? Good, good. Um, I was uh, wondering if you could go through uh, the rapture, if it's uh, your opinion on pre, middle, or post rapture. I, I believe in pre rapture, but uh, mm-hmm. people, I just don't know how to explain, try to explain to them uh, exactly all of that. Yeah, and there is different views, as most of our listeners know. The rapture of the church is speaking of that time when the Lord's going to come and take a generation of Christians to meet them in the air. And we know that that's given to us in First Thessalonians chapter 4 as um, we read about the rapture of the church. And you know, the interesting thing that there are those who say there is no rapture, the word rapture is not in the Bible— well, it is in the Bible. It's in the Latin Bible. But we do know that, um, as I turn there and find it, because uh, I want to quote it right, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout and with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And here's the concept of the rapture. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, harpazo. Uh, the Latin word is rapturus, where we get the word rapture. It's a sudden taking. We're going to be caught up to meet the Lord, um, to meet him in the air, and um, and thus we will always be with the Lord. So first of all, the first thing to establish is that there is a rapture that is going to take place. As Paul talks about, there will be a generation of Christians that are going to be taken. Now, there's different views. The rapture is going to happen, because when we talk about the return of the Lord, there's two distinct events. There's the rapture to church when he comes for his church that we just read, those verses in First Thessalonians chapter 4. And then there is the second coming of Jesus Christ at the end of the tribulation period. And I think this is a key that, that you can talk to others in your position of pre-tribulation rapture. We know that the second coming of Jesus Christ is going to take place um, at the end of the tribulation period when he comes with the saints, when he comes with this church. One of the reasons that I hold to a pre-tribulation rapture is because we have the doctrine of imminency that's all over the New Testament. And matter of fact, you might get on our website, uh, calvarychapelgreeley.org, because I just taught on this on Sunday um, in the Olivet Discourse, that Jesus says, But of the day and the hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And he goes on and he he talks about that therefore you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. He goes on to say that, speaking that if the master or the servant come on a day when he's not looking for him, and in an hour he is not aware, um, he goes on in chapter 25, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So there's different reasons that I believe in the the pre-tribulation rapture, and one is because of the doctrine of imminency, that Jesus says that I'm going to come at a time that you do not expect. I'm going to come at a time that you do not know. No one knows the day or the hour. That does not fit in with the mid-tribulation rapture view. It does not fit in with the pre-wrath, as some call it, that's about two-thirds through the tribulation period when we will be raptured. It doesn't fit in with the post-tribulation. He's saying that as the coming of the Son of Man be is that it will be like in the days of Noah. 
they, they're eating, they're drinking, they're marrying, they're given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. We know from Luke chapter 17 that he uses another Old Testament example, and that is Lot, and that how Lot was taken out of the city and the judgment came. But as you read the book of Genesis of Lot and his family, when the angels came to t- take him out, they, you know, the city was prosperous, culturally stimulating. They were buying, they were selling, they were planting. Everything was going on as normal. There was normality, just as it was in the days of Noah, before he went into the ark. They weren't expecting judgment to come. It, it was uh, the routines of life that were going on, and then all of a sudden judgment came. So the imminent return of Jesus Christ is all over the New Testament. That's one of the reasons that I believe that the pre-tribulation rapture, that, that the Lord can come for us at any time. We don't know the day or the hour, but I believe we're in the last days. There's no prophecy that needs to be fulfilled for the rapture of the church to happen and that we are to be looking for him. This is a commandment um, that's given to us um, in a you know present imperative of watching all over the New Testament. Be sober, be vigilant, because you don't know the day, the hour, the coming of the Lord. So that's one of the reasons why I believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, as well as other verses that are given to us and, and the, the promise given to the church at Philadelphia that that he, you know, the Lord gives a promise that I will take you out of and away from the hour tr- trial that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the face of the earth. And so there's other reasons as well, lists that you can go down, but that's one of the main reasons is the imminent return of Jesus Christ that we see there in the New Testament. Okay? All right. Lalo, Lalo, hopefully that helps in Loveland. But again, listen to it. Um, And the teaching that I did, and I talked very specifically about it, um, the imminent return of the Lord that we see. And, you know, here's the thing. When the Lord repeats himself, it's really important. Um, And he does that, saying, no one knows the day or the hour. You come when at least expect it. Come at a time you do not expect uh, be watching, be waiting. No one knows the day or the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. And so we are to be aware that he can come for us. We don't know when, but perhaps, maybe, could it be today, tomorrow, next week? I don't know. Are we the generation that's going to be uh, raptured uh, into heaven and taken? I hope so. Um, I pray that we are. And uh, even as Paul would write, that our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. So I'm going to be watching. That's a command that is given to me and stuff. So anyhow, um, hey, Lalo, are you there? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Did you get all that? I did. I did. I was, uh, the phone has uh, gone dark when I went to lighten it up and hung up. Sorry about that. Okay. No, that's all right. So I, again, encourage you, that teaching that I did, calvarychapelgreeley.org, that I did just on Sunday about uh, the imminent return of Jesus Christ from Matthew chapter 24. I think that's going to help you a lot. Thank you very much, Pastor. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for calling. Appreciate the question. God bless you. You're doing a fantastic job. Well, I appreciate the encouragement. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We've got a couple open lines. 720-336-0897. Let's go to Roy in Georgia. He's been waiting Roy, Hello. welcome to the program. 
Yeah, it's actually Ray, but that's okay. Ray, okay. Well, I'm glad you called. Welcome, and yeah. I appreciate you waiting. Yeah, um, I had my conversation earlier with an individual uh-huh. about God's healing, and my wife and I are going through a, a battle with cancer, and uh, we have strongly and diligently used all scriptures we can think of. We've decided we don't really want to use chemo. They said the operation is pretty successful. It's called HIPEC, where they they do a chemo flush after the surgery. Mm-hmm. So we're standing in faith. And Wednesday they're going to review the CT scan. Can you hear me? Yeah, I sure can. Hello. Can you hear yep, me? I'm here. Yep, I'm well, here. What I was saying earlier was. Can you stand in faith? Uh, Romans four seventeen, Abraham, who had hope against all hope, his body was as good as dead. Now, that was for, you know, starting the Jewish line with the birth yeah. of uh, Isaac. But my prayer is hope against all hope that I don't need doctors for chemo. I just need the divine intervention of Jesus Christ. I don't want to go with mankind's uh, secondary follow-up on this situation. But I was told that uh, Paul, the, the, the Apostle Paul, Saul who converted to Paul, had Luke as a physician. Now, yes, biblically yeah. speaking, there are doctors in uh, the yeah. Old Testament. But... I really want God to intervene on our behalf with divine intervention because we have some people that have fallen away from the faith and if they see my wife cured they're going to they're going to come back to the faith. I don't know if that sounds like a uh, a normal question you receive. Well, I was asking it, the Lord to heal my yeah, wife through God. Right. So that would be and, a I don't yeah, know if you call Ray, it a witnessing tool or proof that God exists. Well, we're going to pray because we can go to the Lord and we can ask him, and he cares for his children, and we know that he is almighty God. I'm thinking of Jeremiah where the Lord told Jeremiah, there's nothing too hard for me, and we're just going to commit you know, these things to him. He, he has put some things on your heart where you move forward um, when it comes to treatment and all these things. And you're doing it in faith. And Father, I just pray for Ray. I pray for his wife as they're struck, you know, dealing with cancer and um, the advice they've gotten from the medical community is, uh, Lord, um, certain treatments, but they want to go another way. And so, Lord, I just pray for them that you would bring healing, that you touch them, that you continue to guide them, strengthen their bodies. We know that you're the great physician. You're the creator of our bodies, and Lord, that there's nothing too difficult for you. So I just pray that you would, Lord, just be with both of them and touch them. And Lord, it it would be just um, a witness of your goodness and your grace and your mercy. And Lord, I just pray that you would show yourself strong on their behalf. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, keep Amen. in touch, Ray. Okay, all right. Uh, what's Thanks. your first name again? It's Jeff. Jeff Biggs out here well, in Colorado. John five fourteen. Yeah. This is the assurance we have that if we ask for anything according to God's will, 
and he hears us, and we know that he hears us, we shall have what we have asked of him. And that's a scripture I'm holding on to very dearly. You're hanging on to, right. And we're going to continue to pray for you, Ray, and for your wife, okay? I'll give you a praise report. Jeff, thank you. God bless you guys. You're doing great. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and the text line is 720-336-0897. Let's continue in Denver, where Helen has called in. Helen? Helen, are you there? Yes, Helen? I am. Hello. Hi, you're on the program. Thank you so much for picking up my call. First, I have a praise report that I have called in a few times, and my grandson was put in prison, even though that's not what I prayed for, but that's what God's will was. Mm-hmm. Well, Lord and behold, he's getting out three months later, and he's going to come and move in with me. Okay. Now, I'm praying that I can turn his heart around with the Lord's help, only with his help and his will, so that he will be saved and he will have the strength that he needs to stay away from the drugs and the alcohol and any other influence, um, and that I use the right words for him. Yeah, absolutely. So, Helen, um, we're going to pray, all right? We're going to pray that the Lord shows himself strong for you and for, for your grandson, and that he just works and, and guides you in every way. So, Father, I pray for Helen. I just pray for, as her grandson is in prison, um, coming out um, and is coming to live with her, that, Lord, that she, first of all, would be a source of just truth and guidance as you just uh, ministered uh, from her to her grandson. But, Lord, you're the ultimate one that's going to open his eyes to strengthen him, help him stay away from the the ungodly influence, the drugs, the things that can pull him right back into where he, where he was. And I just pray for Helen as I'm sure that she's feeling a little bit, <clears throat> you know, uncertain maybe about some things or maybe a little anxious that she gives it to you and is asking for prayer that, Lord, that you would work and that you would just touch her grandson's heart and that he would come to know that you want to bless his life and you want to bring him out of of any darkness and the world and sin and carnality into your marvelous light. And you would do that and be with Helen. Give her clarity and understanding, Lord, and how to minister to him. And Lord, that you would um, just work in, in a mighty way in her grandson's heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. You bet, Helen. We'll be praying. God bless you. God bless you. Bye. Mm hmm. 303 690 3000, call in number and text line 720 So hard uh, sometimes to minister to our families, but God wants to help us. He wants to strengthen us during those times. And he desires to to, to work, and um, it's uh, something that uh, we need encouragement and, and prayer in, and uh, from other believers, and and, and just um, you know God's wisdom in everything that we do. Hey, let's go to Trey in Memphis, Tennessee. 
Trey? Good. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Good. Uh, well, um, I've got a question, really. Uh, I've got a couple of friends that are Seventh-day Adventists, and um, uh. they've, uh, they say, well, let's just say that they've come down pretty hard on me, uh, saying that worship on Sunday is the, uh, the mark of the beast, and, uh, and they've also talked about a lot about Sabbath and worship on Sabbath, and I just, I'm trying to really figure out how to righteously and scripturally uh, combat that without trying to be over, uh, overzealous about it, I guess. Yeah, and I think you can do that pretty easily. You know, Trey, one of the things, I was thinking about this because I've heard, um, you know, Seventh-day Adventists say if you worship on Sunday, you take the mark of the beast. Have you asked them where in Scripture is that? Can you show me a Scripture that says that? And so, you know, you can respond to them by Scripture, and I'm going to give you some. Paul would write in Romans chapter 14 that one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike, let each be fully convinced in his own mind. So Paul comes along, and as he's talking about our our liberty in Christ as Christians, that some esteem one day above another. If they want to worship on the Sabbath and they esteem that day above another, so be it. I happen to be one that I esteem every day alike. I think Every day we can worship the Lord and meet as God's people. And uh, we have the freedom to be able to do that. I know that Paul talks about in Colossians chapter 2 that he's talking about, um, you know, it's Christ. Um, It's not legalism. It's not philosophy. But he says, let no one judge you in food or in drink. This is Colossians chapter 2 verse 16, so you can take note of it or regarding a festival, or a new moon, or Sabbath, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. So you can show him that verse. He said, let no one judge you according to Sabbath. The Sabbath of the Old Testament given to Israel, which was a perpetual covenant for them, that they work six days and they worship on the seventh, we don't see the Sabbath law that is passed along in the church. Another very important uh, chapter is in Acts chapter 15. And I think sometimes when we talk about this this debate on the Sabbath, why doesn't the church worship on Sunday, that here are the Gentiles in Acts chapter 15, they're getting saved, you know, and there's the Judaizers coming along and saying to them that, hey, you have to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses. So they have this council called the Jerusalem Council in Acts chapter 15, and even some of the Pharisees that got saved were there. And the Pharisees are saying, even though they're believers, they're just still stuck in legalism. And they're saying, yes, they have to be circumcised, they have to keep the law of Moses, which would include the Sabbath law. So they they have James that stands up and speaks, you know, Peter that stood up and spoke. But this is what they had the conclusion um, that they came to, and they were led by the Holy Spirit, that therefore, in verse 19, I judge that we should not trouble those who are among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, second of all, from sexual immorality, thirdly, from things strangled, and then fourthly, from blood. Those are the four things. And he goes on to say, if you do these four things, you know what? Then, then you're doing well. 
nothing about the Sabbath, nothing about being circumcised. And so you can show them that. If the Sabbath was really important, do you think they would have mentioned that to the Gentile believers? Of course they would have. But they're saying because of sensitivity, you know, the, the Gentiles were coming out of paganism, and out of paganism, they, they, they were involved in immorality. They said, turn away from that. You know, things, you know, strangled, that is roadkill, you know, uh, blood, and um, those who are polluted by idols, things polluted by idols. He says, that's what you're to do. Nothing about the Sabbath. We know that the early church, you can show them from the book of Acts, were in the early church that they would gather on different days. From the very, very beginning in Acts chapter 2, that you read that um, that familiar verse that they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in um, in fellowship and breaking of bread, and in prayer. But also we see um, in the book of Acts uh, after that, uh, that they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So what does that tell us? They were meeting daily. <laughs> yeah, they were meeting daily. So they have no scriptural basis to say that if you worship on you know, Sunday that you take the mark of the beast. There's no verse in the Bible that says that. And we are told in our liberty that we can worship um, on any day. In the early church, there's evidence. There are those who say, no, it was a conspiracy, and it was, you know, later, Constantine, you know, on, on and on they go. But even in Acts chapter 20, we see on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul was preaching to them. What's the first day of the week? It's on Sunday. So they they have no scriptural basis for it. And uh, I happen to be one. I love to worship and meet with the brethren any day. We can we have something going on here at church all the time, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the time that the brethren are together, and I just rejoice in that. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, and also, you mentioned circumcision. Wasn't Timothy uncircumcised? And whenever he was circumcised, was it for God or was it for man? I mean, just you so know, they would stop complaining. Yeah. Well, Paul said to Timothy, he he was of Jewish descent. His mother was Jew. He wanted Timothy, his father was Gentile, so he never got circumcised. He wanted Timothy to travel with them on their missionary journeys. And so for the sake, again, of sensitivity, that Paul says, Timothy, listen, we're going to go on the missionary journeys. And Paul, he would go to the synagogues. Whenever there was a synagogue that was in a city, he would go there first, and he would preach the gospel. And as he would go there, he's taking Timothy. So for the sake of sensitivity, Timothy, listen, we're going to get you circumcised, because if they see that you are not circumcised, the Jews, they're not going to receive from us. So it wasn't an issue of salvation. It was an issue of just sensitivity to the Jews, and that, well, let's get you circumcised. Now, when it came to Titus, that they wanted to circumcise Titus, Paul said, you're not going to touch him, because that sends the wrong message. So that's why Paul had Timothy circumcised, is because of that. Okay. 
awesome. Thank you. And uh, you... for prayer requests, can you pray for me for discernment and courage to stand up for my convictions? Absolutely. Father, I just pray. I just pray that, um, Lord, I just pray for my brother that you would just help him in his convictions as he has, you know, these things that um, are on his heart and on his mind. And Lord, I just pray that you would help him and that you would guide him and that you would help him minister to those um, that he's been ministering to, giving him the scriptures. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Thank you. You're awesome. Have a good day. Okay. I don't know if we've got time for Marie. If if we do, we just got about one minute. And Marie from Castle Rock wants to pray. Hey, Marie. Yeah? Hi. Hey, Marie, I got about 60 seconds. So you want prayer for your son, Troy, who's going to get a brain scan? Yes. Let's pray. All right, before we end. Father, I pray for Marie. I thank you that we can get this prayer in, Lord. So I want to join in with her, praying for her son, Troy, who's going to get a brain scan soon, wants wisdom for diagnosis and treatment. Lord, that you would just show him um, everything. And and Marie, give her wisdom and guidance. We pray for healing. We pray for your touch. Show yourself strong on their behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Marie, we're going to be praying. Hey, sorry we didn't get to everybody, but I'll be back here same time next time tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless you. Have a good evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.